Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the backseat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Sarekia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In my last episode, I spoke with Lauren Hughes about radical self-acceptance, what she thought was a weakness, and how it became her superpower. These are seven-figure secrets, people. So if you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Connie Scavella. Connie is a speaker, author, and business and strategic advisor for CEOs and entrepreneurs seeking a quantum leap in their lives and business simultaneously. An entrepreneur for 17 years with degrees in theology and physics, she has worked with new startups, Fortune 500s, and Inc. 500 companies in healthcare, real estate, education, sports, finance, oil and gas, retail, ministry, hospitality, entertainment. And Connie and I will be talking about becoming the difference maker, reverse engineering her success and niching profitably. It can be so easy to take success for granted. That is until your process stops working. That's why we're talking today with Connie Scavella about how she got her aha from experiencing failure after a string of successes. Join me in welcoming Connie Scavella. Hi, Connie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, it is my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I'm thrilled to have you. Now, Connie, would you share with my audience a little bit? I introduced you before we started, but would you tell us a little story about like where you started to where you are now? Absolutely. So my journey started far, far, far away in a land called Germany. And so actually that's where I'm from. My mother's German, Austrian, my father's Italian, Puerto Rican, and I come out like this. So it was perfect. I had a wonderful childhood bucolic beginnings, and then it all came to a screeching halt when we came to America. Mm. And the reason I bring this up is, you know, I don't want to go back to, you know, the cradle days, but it's important because when I came to America, that's when everything changed. How old were you when you came to America? That's going to be another point. I'm a little challenged by that, believe it or not, still is because I had a near-death experience, which I lost a lot of memory, a lot of concepts of time. So Mm -hmm. I have no concept of time. And so people will say, well, how old were you then? And what were you doing in 1990? And where were you there? And I have zero ability to gauge that to a time frame. But I would say somewhere around nine or 10 or something like that. Okay. And, but it was so different, right? And when I came to America, I had 
no idea that I was different in your everything looked the same there was no biases it wasn't about how much money do you have where do you come from you know who were your parents we didn't have any of that and if we did my mother did a great job of not letting us know so when we came to America I was completely different right I Mm -hmm. felt different in the suburb we lived in everybody was blonde blue-eyed thin-lipped and oh dear and little tiny little people. And here I am five, nine, you know, dark hair, thick eyebrows, full lips, um, and really long, thick hair. And I was completely an outcast. And of course I sounded funny because I still had an accent. So you know how kids are very yes. cruel growing Kids up. are cruel. Before there was a name for it, there was bullying. And yep. so I was at the, the tail end of that, the harsh end of that. And it was really hard. And then I finally kept coming to my mom. I mean, the beat-ups were terrible. And I said, you know, we got to do something here to stop this. And so I, I was tutored how to speak English without an accent. I speak five languages. But then my mother did something brilliant. And she said, Connie, you're always going to be different. And your difference is the difference maker. And so oh. that, that was my rock. That's what I leaned on. And that was sort of my own meme. I call him an autoresponder. I'd always play that automatically if somebody said something to me. And that became a theme for me. And so going into school, I was different. I started studying, okay, well, who are the different people? And how do you not have disharmony by being different? How do you have to blend in? So Mm -hmm. very early age, I became a student of human behavior. And so I realized to be popular means you're safe. So I thought, okay, I'll be popular. So it became popular. And that lasted for a while. It's like imposter syndrome in high school. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes. So I morphed, but I was miserable. And so then I was walking down the streets of Seattle and I got discovered by an agent and started modeling. And they said, well, you're not the look. You don't look, you know, like an American model. We'll have to send you to Europe. And that was music to my ears. And off <laughs> I went. so all of a sudden, the thing that people would make fun of me and laugh and point and jeer was the thing that made me millions of dollars before I could get a driver's license. And so that completely changed me and it solidified what my mother said, right? My difference is going to be a difference maker. And so that's how it started. And then I went into multiple careers. It seems like all of them started with M. So I went from modeling. I went into medicine, into the field of medicine, again, completely out of my element, became the fastest rising youngest female in the third largest $200 billion pharmaceutical company. And I did it how all off of launching. I became an expert and I created a new way that was my way to launch new drugs. And so that was the thing, you know, back in the day. So that became my thing. I went from there. I went into the money field, financed mortgage companies. I did it different. I didn't know what I was doing. Again, I go into everything cold. What's going on? locked myself in my house for three months and tried to figure out the internet. And so Mm. I became one of the largest mortgage companies in the country in 13 states. Of course, I thought, well, what do I do next? 
has to start with an M. <laughs> so I thought, well, I haven't done motorsports. And so I started a professional racing company. And so we raced all over the country and I wore every hat, but the helmet. And mm -hmm. then I went into studying the mind and that's where I really kind of came full circle and started looking at what changes people, what makes people excel and what makes people fail. And I looked at, is there a syntax of failure and a syntax of success that we could follow? Is there a formula for that? And I spent 12 years looking into that and doing that. And I realized, oh, this is what I did. Yeah. Kid, right. Trying to fit in. I studied human behavior. And then I realized I've spent 12 years studying predictable human behavior. And how do you perform in different environments to get the maximum success out of that? And so I'm out of M's. I suppose now I, I, I take people from six figures to seven figures in a year. So I help people become millionaires in a year. So there you go. M, but I think I have to stop here because I can't find any more M's that um, I could complete. But that's the whole journey. And each one of those was a piece, right? A piece to a puzzle. And every single time I had a pattern. And I would go into something completely new. I'd be the outcast. I'd still always be made fun of. People would bet against me. In one place, they had a football pool bet, one of those, you know, things where you pick a square. And yeah. I didn't know this until about four months in that they all picked a square. Like what month and day would I quit and leave because of the harassment? So, you know, you just... You deal with what you deal with, but I think once I realized my difference was a difference maker, I was unbreakable. Such an incredible story. And before people, listeners, before you think, oh, I can't identify with this story because it sounds like she started with success right away, you didn't. You started off with bullying. You started off with being the underdog and trying to figure things out. But very early on, it sounds like you were quite fortunate with your mother who says, your strength is the thing that is stumbling you right now. And that is you are a difference maker. Mm -hmm. You are a change maker. You're a difference maker. You're different. And that is your strength. And it's so exciting to see how you you picked that up and ran with it with each new business that you got into you pretty much just picked an m field <laughs> and said i i am gonna do that yeah <laughs> i'm gonna do that and figure it the heck out so let me ask you this you, you experienced quote unquote, um, imposter syndrome when you were a kid, how did you find or did you find that similar things kept coming up for you in each new level of business that you went into? Oh, you know, it's so funny. You think, okay, well, I've mastered it. I got, I got success at this level and it's just going to continue. And it doesn't, it, it is that onion, right? I just yeah. peeled that layer and now, oh no, I'm starting a new layer, right? It's like picking at a wound, right? Sure, it has a scab on it, it's sealed up and then you pick at it, now it's totally exposed again. And every new place I went, it's almost like I, I just needed to keep shedding layers and layers and layers like a snake. Every new place I went, imposter syndrome came up. 
And for me, I have a short attention span, right? I, I love the challenge. I have most entrepreneurs are like this, right? We, we have ideas, we're visionaries and we want to create. And then now you take over, right? And I'm going to go and create something new. Most of us are are designed that way and and I'm no different, but each time I want to go into something new, I realize I don't know anything about this. So I would have to study. I have a researcher's brain. I'd study everything, trying to figure things out. That was my, Mm -hmm. one of my, I guess, superhero qualities. I was just a constant researcher. And so then I'd figure it out and then I'd do it. Now I never figured it out well or perfectly or like anybody else. So let me interrupt for a second because there's so much in there. You overcame perfectionism. Mm-hmm. You weren't trying to do everything perfectly. You were an action taker. You were curious. And you, you saw something that caught your attention. And I'm going to figure out how to do that. Is, is this viable? Let me figure it out. It's like, oh, this is doable from the little that I know about it yeah. so far. And then you take, start taking steps. You take the steps that you are, that you understand and each step you take, you understand more and you can take the next step. Exactly. You did such a great job of unpacking that. Thank you. Um, Exactly. And so what, what I finally realized, and honestly, it took me until the last three years after some huge failures, I suppose we'll get to those too. Oh yes. Um, So after some huge failures, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I feeling more massively now than I ever have? And why did I not fail before? And so what I started doing is exactly like what you said. I had to reverse engineer. What was I doing right and in different areas and different environments? And then how do I repeat that success? And I, and I look at it from all avenues, right? From the way I am internally to the way I am externally. But most important of all, is my mind, my consciousness. How am I thinking? How am I believing? Then how am I feeling and how am I acting? And those are the key things that have to happen, right? What is that first thought? And that first thought is that first thought, the second my eyes open, what is that? Right. And for me, somebody told me about Napoleon Hill a long time ago. Now yeah. I remember this year because it was just so pivotal and it was 1989 and I saw it and I got the book and an audio tape to go with it. That's just telling you how old it is. And I did it and I followed all the chapters and I was absolutely addicted to the mastermind principle and surrounding myself with amazing people. Now, if I didn't have them physically, I made them up in my head. And that's exactly what the principle talks about. And so I had amazing success again. So I took little things like that. And where I had amazing success, I'd hang on to it. The things that led to repeated slide backs or falls, then I'd figure out, okay, where was the, where was the gap? And now I analyze it. And then I either let it go or fix it. But I never really got stuck on something. And I Mm. think this is important 
for people to understand, especially as things are changing so fast right now, right? You're looking at Moore's laws, the advance of technology, things are going faster than we can keep up with. And that's yes. another thing that ignites imposter syndrome. Like I was just barely keeping up and now it's going twice as fast, right? You have to look at what can you do and what can't you do? Part of that comes down to really knowing yourself. Intimacy is key with, with business and with clients these days with too much technology, but also self-intimacy and self-integrity and honesty. Like I can't do that or yeah. that's not my thing and just admit it and move on. And that is, is one of the keys, which we can talk about later as far as what I would call singularity. I am really good at a very few number of things. And I strive for excellence in it. I don't care about perfection because I believe we're all perfect. With everything yeah. we know, every experience we had, we're perfect. But I still want excellence. And I still yes. want to be iconic and preeminent. And so I'll strive for that. But I can only do that in certain places. And the rest, forget it. Cooking, forget it. Cleaning, forget it. You know, doing my books, forget it, right? So you have to be honest. That's when you hire a team. Yes, exactly. Say, what can you do and what can you not do? And, you know, in, in the coaching consulting environment, it's the same thing. You want to know who is that exact audience for you, right? I can show anybody how to make a million dollar business, but who do I really, really work best with, right? And once I narrowed that down, realizing that audience is so tiny, that's when everything grew. Yeah. Narrowing your niche. Mm -hmm. So you can speak directly to them. Like you're speaking to one person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's such a big, like stumbling block for people that like, oh, I can't find my niche. I, I run into coaches two, three years down the road. And they're like, I'm, I'm still working on my niche. I'm, I almost have it, you know? And then six months later, they're bored with it and they're going down another rabbit trail. But what I want to tell people is stop looking at the market and start looking at the problem, right? Niche the problem, yes. not the market, Right. And, you know, that niche is not that 35 year old woman with a Volvo and the white picket fence who lives in the suburbs of Pennsylvania with two kids, one in college. That's not it. It is what is that problem? What is that earth shattering thing that they can't sleep? They don't want anyone to know that that bothers them, that they're covering up. But gosh, if you could if you could fix it, if you could find this, you could yes. give away. I'd give you anything. Yeah. And when you can find that niche, it's golden. It is golden. Oh, speak to the problem. Speak to the problem. Absolutely. Now, Connie, thank you so much for such a long, beautiful conversation. What do you have exciting coming up in the next 12, 24 months? We're all excited about. Oh, I, I am so excited all the time. So a couple things. And so because I, I believe so much in people being their unique self, every, oh, about every two months, I teach a free workshop called the celebrity factor, mm -hmm. where you actually take yourself and up your celebrity factor, not the um, influencer 
side of things. Mm-hmm. That is not at all um, what we're talking about, but we're talking about being iconic, thinking of those, you know, the Audrey Hepburns and the, the classic black and white, you know, looks, you know, even the Jackie Kennedy-esque type of things that you see. And they have such longevity and, yes. and there are classics and you can- The difference between style and fads. Yes, yes. And, the and fashion. Chanel, right. Yeah. So that aspect of it where, you know, you can say something and everybody almost gets that same picture and to boost that because that's how your business stays, right? Otherwise you are a fad and you're just mm-hmm. hopping from platform to platform. And so it's important to be independent of the market and the platforms, but to be your own icon. So I do that five, six times a year. And then I do have a new book coming out. I've written two so far, Soar and the Power of a Wish. And then the new book is called Beyond Mindset. And it's really about a lot of these principles that we talked about. How do you go beyond, not the fixed and the growth mindset and your positive or your negative, it's about really elevating your whole consciousness and into mm-hmm. a whole different field where the miraculous happens all the time. And when you have that level and you elevate your mind, your business will skyrocket as well. So that, that's um, brilliant. And listeners, those links will be in the show notes. Yes. <laughs> Connie, it has been an absolute pleasure and honor talking with you today. Thank you so much for the invitation. My pleasure. We'll be talking again with Connie Scavella a few episodes from this one about how she recovered from a major emotional and financial setback, dealt with betrayal, and never lost the conviction that she would make a million dollars in a year. Make sure to follow this podcast so you don't miss out. Next week, I'll be talking with Sarah Stokes, an award-winning strategist who scaled successful businesses to multiple millions. She's just founded the Aligned Business Collective, a new place for B2B business owners to find their ideal clients and grow. High-powered visionary leaders with track records of success tend to continue creating success. But often that proven strategy of success creation becomes a survival pattern that keeps you stuck in overwork and overwhelm. When you are ready to level up in a more satisfying and profitable way, it's time to go deeper into the common denominator in all of your endeavors. And that common denominator is you. That's why I'm talking with visionary Sarah Stokes of The Juicy Good Life about her journey from her career as a TV news anchor to her current level of entrepreneurial success. It's going to be a fantastic episode. So tune in next week, folks. You won't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me is to please rate, review, and follow this podcast. When you do, you help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs just like you. By the way, if you are a driven entrepreneur at the top of your game, yet find your consistent successes aren't feeling like you thought they would, I also have a special invitation to share with you, especially if you are ready to go deep and stop the self-doubt, self-sabotage, overwork, 
overwhelm, exhaustion cycle that is holding you back from experiencing success that truly feels like success. I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you and your business, and we'll talk about what's holding you back from regulating your nervous system, priming yourself for flow, and elevating your emotional intelligence so that your journey of success feels fulfilling and deeply satisfying. If you still need more help at the end of our call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.